The Pete Matt and Kimber podcast for ABC Blind's $4 million clearance sale. Do you need a wee love? You don't have a wee. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm going to hold it. All right. And while we're at it, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi. Hi. Straight in, hey? Yeah. 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 Well, he needs a wee. He so he can't be messing around with small talk. Yeah, exactly. Most of our scheduling is planned around all of your bathroom breaks. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty true. Need to get Literally, it I'm the pooer and Pete's the PR. Oh, it depends. It depends on what day it is. And if I've gone before the show or not. Mm. I've never seen Kimber go to the bathroom. No. Girls don't. We've had this discussion. Yes, they do. They go together. This. We've talked about this so many times. <laughs> no, but they don't actually do anything. Yeah, but we only, go there, there to, we only go there to do our hair and lipstick. <laughs> exactly. As I've made it very apparent to all of you, uh, I don't do either. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're, back just, at, we're back at this subject again. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back. <laughs> what did that take, 25 <laughs> seconds? You know those uh, urinal soaps? Yes. That, that the are in cakes. Yeah, the cakes. Urinal soaps. I remember I've never heard that before. I remember being at the at the casino at very late with my brother, both of us going to the to the men's, and some bloke just walks in with a big tub of them, poured them in front of us, and go, "There you go, Phil. It's fresh rocks to piss oh. off." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh funny God, missing out on Kimba. It's great. Right. Well, I don't miss out entirely. I did try to get into the men's toilets at yeah. the uh, R&B Fridays. Yes, that's right. Got that was a, and got kicked out. That was a hoot. Well, we've come with more highbrow content oh, for you today. Yeah. Great. Uh, sex on the beach. Sex there was on the a couple, beach. Pete. Sex on the beach. You pitched us a story this morning about a couple in Adelaide. So uh, they're on Henley Beach in Adelaide, uh-huh. and they were confronted by a local who was very upset at their risque display as it was taking place near children. Were they out in the open, were they? Yeah, yeah, out in the open they on the beach. They didn't even head for the dunes. No, nah, they were on the beach. God. She's flat on her back, legs spread. He's as deep as you could possibly go. Oh, for <laughs> sake. Uh, <laughs> I would never have guessed what they were doing without that description. Uh, nothing but ass. Balls up in the air. deep, as they say. Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. are they naked? Yeah, well, sort well, of like there's, oh, there's how can a he bit be of deep clothing. There's been no, a, no, there's there's a, been a pull aside rather yes. than, an, than a pull okay. up. Oh, no, there's no pull aside. Like, oh. there's a pull up. I reckon she's wearing a skirt. It's kind of hard to see in the video because it's from a distance. But the the how guy's got a shirt the, on. How close are the families that are complaining? Oh, close. They're like meters. Oh my like god, like meters away. Like so this meters. isn't like a nudist beach or a, oh, a special at, beach. Even at nudist a beaches, special you're beach. not. I mean, real. Where are all the sex beaches in Australia? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, the Burns Beach. Shout right out, yeah, <laughs> Rotto. Yeah, hey, the I'm best. <laughs> the best part is the guy after he's done his business um, has gotten up uh, and been swim. confronted. Oh no. Uh, you would go for a swim I afterwards, would. wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah just wash, wash off. Wash off, yeah. wash off your bits. Yeah. Um, Here's what. Well, you just said that these families were metres away. Yeah. It's funny that they've let them finish before they've approached them to oh, say this isn't appropriate. That's just good etiquette. <laughs> they are watching. They loved it. They loved every minute of it. They were a pack of pervs and they oh, were loving on. it. And now they've just decided, oh, no, nah, we better be the, do the right thing and tell them. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Well, it's like dogs, right? You're not supposed to rip them apart. Oh, no, no. I'm taking, oh, I'm taking license with whether or not they finished. I don't okay. know whether or not they finished. Do you have the audio there, Pete? Um, but anyway, have a listen. A furious beachgoer filmed the pair getting hot and steamy in the sand at Henley yesterday afternoon. He then confronted the man, accusing him of public indecency in front of children. No, I want you to say you're sorry. Yeah, 100% sorry for doing that in front of kids. 
<laughs> that was it. That was it. Wow. <laughs> and isn't that all we want from life? Just an hey, apology. mate, you stuffed up. Yeah, I did. Sorry about that. All right, move on. And Jeez. I've got great footage if you want me to airdrop it to you. <laughs> 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 oh, so, yeah, there you go. Jesus. Yeah. Well, so a simple little uh, team go around here. Sex on the beach. Or oh, the strangest place you've done it. Oh, okay. My first time was at Rotto on the beach. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. First time. Yeah, every time I go there, I'm like, ah. Oh, I'm, going, I'm going to you, with, I'm going oh, yeah. with you to Rotto on Karen Saturday. Karen and I. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to be on Rotto with you on bloody Saturday. And my partner Jacob's joining us as well. Just me, yeah. Karen and Jacob after you guys leave. So, right, And you know what's going to happen, Karen? You're, You're going to get to the, the ferry, right? You're going <laughs> to get off the ferry. And, and, and it's, Rotto's beautiful. But beautiful, just in that yeah. bit at Thompson's Bay where there's still a few oil slicks from all the boats and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that's where he's going to go. This is where it happened. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. They actually announce it on the ferry. When you're getting closer in, they if just point out to they the say, left. if you look to the left, just here. Karen, follow me. I've got somewhere to show you. Uh, well, I'm not going anywhere with you on Saturday, unfortunately. <laughs> we do have an event on after, so I'm going to stay at that event and I'm not going to leave. Protective custody. Pete, I feel like you would have done something. You told me in pre-show that you did. There were a few dark corners in the Midland military markets that <laughs> that cop to serve back Honestly, in the day. Honestly, I don't even know what was at the military markets, <laughs> well, but you've talked about it a lot. I know it was your family fish shop, but Mom I don't know why anyone else was going there. No, mate, the military markets went off. Dark corners huge. and suspicious fires. Yeah. I think that pretty much yeah. sums it up, right? Um, and eight dollars fish and chips. Yeah. What can go wrong? Yeah. So there was a cafe upstairs, mm-hmm. uh, and it was. It was lovely. It was a lovely place. It was nice. A lovely place, and nice. they served wonderful food and beverage. All right. Wow. <laughs> what, in the toilets or something, Pete? What? No, not no. the toilets. No, that's classy. That's, that's cliche. <laughs> oh, okay. You're classier than that. Can I ask, was this with your current wife or? No, this was before Liz and I knew each other and met each other. Wow. Mm. I love this kind yeah. of How do you know that this kind of isn't sensitive chat and his mm. wife might hear this podcast mm. and that causes an issue? Do you need us to cut stuff out? No, she doesn't listen to any of our shit. There no. you go. But also it's, you know, he's on radio, you're on radio, so anything's fair game. Oh, really? That's what I, I don't say. know if that's oh. the rule. That's the rule. <laughs> Not in the contract. That's the rule. <laughs> Matt, Kim, anything to share? Or? Nope. No, nothing. Remaining share. completely nothing silent to on this topic. Plead the fifth. I like that. Yep. Carrid? No, nothing. So just Pete and I? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm yep, boring. You're we really the only people, for sure. I've told the story many times on Mullaloo Beach of attempting to do it and putting my hand into human feces. <laughs> oh, that's the story. Right. That's a great story. <laughs> it, no, it killed the moment, and uh, uh, there you go. Done. Oh, oh, that's a boner killer. Yeah. <laughs> you, I, I bet you never forget the feeling of putting your hand in human feces. That's what I'll be thinking of when I arrive at Rottnest with Rami. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Well, that's on the podcast today, folks. <laughs> on the podcast um, today, um, Almy Bits. Um, we talked about the local porn star yes. who um, has broken his penis. Yeah. Um, we spoke to a really incredible artist from Australian Idol who's made it into the top 12, and she's a local girl who's 15. God, In- incredible. A variety of show, isn't it? Yes. It oh, is. yeah, everything. Um, stupid <laughs> thing your partner bought... Uh, we had an update about our anonymous mixer. This is getting out of control. This anonymous mixer trying to ask his oh, work colleague it. out Honestly. on a date. The story is getting so convoluted. And here's a podcast exclusive. We got a text from him after the show today. 
and we're going to oh. dig into that tomorrow. I, honestly, I don't. I don't know if we can <laughs> help anymore. <laughs> oh, we're not. We're, we're beyond the, the point of helping him. We just <laughs> we just want to listen to it because it's getting complex. Yeah, it's great. It's really mm. good. Um, and a history of the shoey, Maddie. Yes. Mm. Goes back further than you might think. And it's much classier than what we witnessed at the Harry Styles concert. Or on Henley Beach. <laughs> Go have a wee, Pete. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah. Producer well Kerry, he doesn't drop the ball on anything. Yeah, no, he really doesn't. Um, yeah. Enjoy podcast. the podcast. Pete, Matt and Kimber. We do our me bits this morning. <laughs> Uh, it just went left of centre, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, this off the back of, it's just a great story. Just a good old round story about a, a Perth bloke just trying to make a living, Kimber. He's just doing the best he can. He had a few tax debts to pay off. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how am I going to do that? And he thought, maybe I'll get into selling drugs. And then went, oh, it didn't go so well after a bit of a stint in prison. Yep, yep. Maybe I'll come out and I'll do pornography instead. Yes. And yeah. there's a bucket load of money in it and everything's going great. Yeah, but he suffered a penis injury during just a, pornography. Just a, a penile fracture. Yeah. Is that what it is? A penile fracture? Well, I don't know because he said that when he realised something was a bit wrong mm. during a particularly energetic scene, he Googled it and um, the Google results showed he had a penile fracture. Right. <laughs> so he has gone and undergone surgery now. He said, I didn't think anything of it at the time, but a while later it turned completely black. Mm. Referring to his genitalia. Mm. Um, and uh, that's not the only uh, hurt me bit story that I saw this morning. Also, no? story, yeah, a, f- a footy player, um, it will go unnamed, but apparently he split his thing from the tip to the base when he was 12 after a footy injury. What? Yeah, collision and a tackle what? went wrong. How? I don't know, but a collision and a tackle went wrong. And he split it from the tip to the base. Apparently, it looked like a really clean cut all the way. This is the worst imagery because I'm just seeing like sausage in a pan just bursting out of its skin. Oh, yeah. I didn't quite see that, but now I've got You know, it. like a little, like those little boys, those little red Franks. Those little boys. Those little, you know, when you put them and they just sort of, they, they just. You're not talking about little boys as in the 12 year old <laughs> no, when he's I'm playing football. Saying, right. Saying. We want to do Almy Bits this morning, please. That'd be really nice. <laughs> And not gender specific. No, no, God, no. Because, God, it happens no. to us too. I mean, I've fallen on an A-frame in my time. What's, and, what? You know, the climbing, the A-frame at the parks? Yeah. You know, you get those and just missed my footing and gone one leg either side of the of the pine. And it of hurt? The, of, um, mate. Well, I'm, I'm, ju- I'm <laughs> Yeah, it hurts. This is not a, I don't think I'm stupid by saying this out loud, that you just, you sort of grow up as a, as a bloke, like, that if you get kicked there or hit there or something like that, yeah. immediately it's like, and then just, you think. You get okay. that a whole bunch of our um, parts are on the outside, right? And they're sensitive and they have feelings. We can't go into this discussion here. <laughs> they have feelings right? too. Because I'll reveal things about myself <laughs> that will just it'll be really disappointing for a lot of people listening out there. Amy and Spearwood, Amy Bits, what happened to you? How many? Just just one bit. It was the bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I... Um, so I was at my nana's house. You know how they had, uh, back in the day, they had the old metal washing line. Yeah. And I had, and there was like a metal peg box on it um, attached to kind of the middle of it. So I had climbed to the washing line and I had slid down it like a fireman's pole. <gasps> oh, yes. And the very corner of that peg box had caught 
a bit. Oh. And um, oh. uh, yeah, so I had to <laughs> head into hospital to make sure. I would have been like four, four, four five, six oh, at the time. Oh. Had to go into hospital uh, to make sure I didn't need any stitches, which thank goodness I didn't. Um, but for a good couple of weeks while it was healing, I wouldn't pee. I would not go yeah. to the toilet because it stung way too much. That is so, so common. That's why it's like really dangerous when kids, like particularly little girls, like if you have accidents like that, it can absolutely affect your system in a, in a lot of ways. So what'd you do happens. for yeah. two weeks, Amy? <laughs> Mum had to bribe me with M&Ms to go to the toilet. So there was Amy, Amy's pee cup full of M&Ms that... <laughs> Mum would bribe me with every time she she needed me to go to the toilet. Oh my so, God, that, that's what the boys do at work here for me. I've got a whole cup of M&Ms <laughs> to inspire yeah. me to do anything. Yeah, we got Kimber's <laughs> pee cup here as well, Amy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, I hope what, it hasn't happened to you because it wasn't fun. God, Amy, I mean, amazing story, but yikes, I'm so glad you recovered far out. Yeah. Oh, my. My husband probably is, too. <laughs> <laughs> you cheeky devil. Let's dive into the performance from last night on Australian Idol that won a 15-year-old Perth girl her chance into the live top 12. Kind of a moment last night seeing this brand new touchdown from Harry Connick Jr. And I just understand it's not my world anymore, but it's it's so exciting. Can you take us through that moment? It was absolutely shocking. I just didn't know what to expect. I thought he was going to say, and that was terrible or something like that. Um, and so when he was setting me up or saying like, that's the note you were supposed to hit or something like that. But then when the crowd started, you know, rumbling their feet and, and he started going up and he stood up and he did the action. I was like, oh, my God, wait, touchdown. Only then I realized, wait, I'm in the top 12. <laughs> we just kept, I, was very, I was very lagged. It was such an incredible moment. It was electrifying. I'm so grateful I got to perform. It is surprising to see a 15-year-old with this kind of, um, I guess it's a, a sense of professionalism, but it's also that you're so connected to the music and you and you do deliver it with such joy who was the musical influence in your world i've got so many i mean um damien leith uh the song that i auditioned with which was message to my girl i absolutely adore damien leith's version and that really had an impact on me and my family and my mum. and i also love tim minchin definitely delta goodrum she's very high up in my books and elton john just amazing um piano players and music musical instrument players who their instruments actually really add to their performance yeah. and enhance the, the rawness. Yeah, amazing. So, I mean, what was your dream? I mean, look, Australian Idol could shift that for you because you found yourself here, but, like, what were you hoping to do? Um, I think it was, you know, Delta got signed at 15 by Sony with her piano. Now I've been put in front of Sony who's behind Australian Idol and I'm 15 and I'm playing the piano. And, I mean, if she got signed, then... I mean, that means age doesn't define you and I'm more than ready. So I just, I hope out of this that I get some exposure and hopefully get to live my dream, which is 
doing this for a living. Uh, you're right. Age doesn't yeah. decide, define anyone. I mean, Damien Leith was, I think he was what? He would have been in his sort of mid-30s or so when he won Australian Idol back in 2006. So it's, you know, it's it's good footsteps you're following in. And then, of course, um, the other thing, to be sitting, like, standing there doing that in front of superstars like Megan Trainer, and they give you feedback like this. When you perform, I always think, I was like, I wish this was at the Grammys, you know? Like, you're ready to, at 15, it is frightening how talented you are. And when you're singing in that moment, I... My everything stopped. The whole world stopped. We weren't at Australian Idol. It was just you and me. And I was like, she's singing right to me, and she's so happy. Oh, I mean, Megan's <laughs> feedback was a hundred percent, and it's the most sense that Megan has made on the show so far. <laughs> so, <laughs> one of those baby talk is so cute. Half the time, I have no idea what she's talking about, but finally, she managed to string a sentence together for you last night. Um, <laughs> Angelina, you're in rehearsals at the moment. Have they spoken about any sort of extras that might happen as part of the top 12? Because I remember, like, the original top 12 of Australian Idol released an album. Uh, yeah, well, not, we're not doing an album. I'm, I'm pretty sure. We, might, we actually don't know. I mean, it's very, this whole thing, we know as much as you guys know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it will be a lot more amplified. Everything will be expanded and it'll, be, it'll just build up. Um, the more uh, the top 12 contestants progress, it'll just, it'll, it'll definitely get bigger and bolder and, you know, they're shaping us as an artist and who they want Australia to see us. So it's just making us bigger performance, more captivating, more interactive. I, I can't um, believe I'm speaking to a 15-year-old. Oh, well, <laughs> it's <laughs> well, you know, and Angelita, you're no, you're no stranger to the stage. We know that you've, you're also, you know, you're a screen actor. You've been in a WA indie feature film for Cherubhead. Uh, you were working with Kate Walsh in Mary Stewart. So, you know, we, we know you're doing a bunch of things and congratulations for putting yourself out there and we hope you get everything that you deserve. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, look, you love an unboxing. Do You're, I what? You are all over this. Go an, to me, Graham. An unopened first generation Apple iPhone no. has sold for a world record. How much? Now, it's eight gigabytes. Uh-huh. 16 years old. Uh-huh. In its original plastic wrapping. Oh, my God. I'm going to pass out. And it cost originally $599. Yes, yeah, I remember that recommended retail price. And this lady, Karen, bought it and Mm. didn't need it and popped it on a shelf for a really, really long time. Still in the plastic? Still in the plastic. (gasps) Now, it makes me feel sick that it was $599 16 years ago. Why? Because I bought a Samsung about two years ago for the same price. (laughs) Did you really? Yes. Anyway, uh, so Uh. in 2019, she had it valued and someone said... I'll give you seven grand for it. Yeah, okay. That's quite reasonable. That's quite reasonable. It was 599 bucks when she bought it, and it's been sitting on a shelf. She's done nothing with it, and mm. she was going to make seven grand out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Unbelievably, she didn't sell it. It was suggested she could get more, and they said, you might get up to 50 grand. Okay. So she's taken it to auction. It's just sold $92,000. Oh, let's go. That's over five and a half thousand dollars profit a year. Yeah, I mean, well you don't done. get that from a savings account. No, you don't. This is the kind of thing that you would do. Yes. What kind of person <laughs> is paying ninety two thousand dollars for a stupid thing in a box that you cannot use? A very smart person, as far as I'm concerned, and we've seen this for the last sort of couple of years. You know, the pandemic, people sitting on those savings. But for us, like, we've got that income now. Where if we've got a little bit of savings squirreled away. 
um, then all of those things that hit us right in the nostalgia feels are all of a sudden fair game. I mean, just the other <laughs> when day. When you say for us, do you mean like, are you saying you and Liz or are you saying you and me? Like no one agrees with you on this. I'm sure that your wife would be not so happy with you coming home with half of the purchases that you have made because you think they're valuable and she has gone, this is a total waste of money. No, and that's why the other night when she heard the auctioneer on the Facebook page call out, oh, Pete's jumped in $650. Um, <laughs> for and, a transformer. And gave me the eyes that she gave. I mean, the way that you say for a transformer, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. This thing was gorgeous. And it was worth the money. And I would have gone harder. Look, I know there are plenty of you out there, Pete. There's a lot of Pete's in this city. But want to hear about the stupid thing that your partner bought. What is the purchase they made that you went, that is such a waste of money, but they are committed. Stupid is subjective. They love it. They love it. Uh, Who have we got? Eamon in East Kennington. Hi, how are you guys? Good. Good morning. What did your partner buy? R2-D2 from JB Hi-Fi for 350 bucks, <laughs> and it was half price on sale about 10 years ago. And he came home and he's hiding it from me. He didn't want to show it to me. And we were paying a mortgage and I was like struggling to make ends meet with three kids and pay off the weekly, um, <laughs> the monthly payments. And he'd gone and bought his R2-D2. And I was like, how much did that cost? And he's like, it doesn't matter. I never buy anything for myself. Blah, 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 blah. What does it do? And so I went... Um, it just like you blow it up and he walks around and does R2-D2, R2-D2. Oh, so then I went down to JB and looked at it. It was 350 bucks half price. Yeah. And then the other day my daughter was cleaning out her room and she still got the box. Who cares what it does? It's an R2-D2. No, I'm with him. That's it, man. Oh, I'm with him. Suddenly, it's like when I found the box, um, she's like, Mum, Mum, please don't chuck that out. And I was like, looking back at looking at it now back from back then, I was like, no big deal, right? Yeah, I mean, it's no big deal that you're all eating Maggi noodles for the next two years. This, honestly, <laughs> like three kids and everything, sounds exactly like a weekly conversation in our household. And I've been there where, like, I've come home with something, not shown Liz, Yeah. and then she'll find it, and it'll be like, how long have you had this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, I've had it for years. I've had it for years and years and years and years and years. I'm not one for victim blaming, but it does feel like Liz knew what she was getting when she signed up with you. Absolutely. <laughs> yep, she said her I do. We've been following the love debacle of Anonymous Mixer ever since he lobbed into our text line saying, I don't know if I should ask this person out at work or not. And Anonymous Mixer joins us now. Good morning, mate. Good morning. How are you going, Pete? We're going very well. Now, uh, listen, you may have heard yesterday. In fact, we're sure you heard because you sent a text to our text line as well. 04800 with a cheeky update, which we will get to in just a tick. But we put the calls out there uh, off the back of your predicament, just asking people about what happened when they tried to ask someone or date someone at work. This is what we got, mate. Dean, uh, would you say yes to Anonymous Mixer to go for it? I'd give it a go. Okay, all right. Yep. That's one for okay. yes. Beck, just quickly, that's, that's a no. You're saying no. Uh, it's a definite no. Okay. Now, the general consensus, because we had more calls than that, was a yes. But give us the latest update, because we haven't spoken to you for a couple of days. Your text to us said that you came very close to asking out the person you wanted to ask out at work. Yes. Well, um, I came very close to walking along, uh, walking along back to the car park and whatnot. And, um, yeah, for some reason I just chickened out. You chickened out. Were you walking uh, with them? Yeah, I was walking with them back to the car park. For some reason I just chickened out. 
and I will uh, work with them again tonight. Mm. And okay. I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to ask because the Mix fam have and yourselves have helped me. Well, we think life's a bit too short, right? We want you to just go, give it a go, because what's the worst thing that can happen? They say no. But but we've got a few questions now, Anonymous Mixer, because yeah. not only have you chickened out, but you have uh, been chatting to our producer, Rami, and mm. have mentioned that maybe you might have jumped the gun a bit in making some future plans. Yes. Well, um, we've been talking for a while, me and this person, mm. And I, we went away on a day trip. Mm. You and this person. Um, when did this happen? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. We okay. Went, uh, our only day off together, we went down south. Oh. Well, hang on a sec. Hang Wait on. a minute. We, we didn't know this So you've part been spending it. quality time with this person one-on-one? Yes. So what do they think they're doing when they're going on trips down south with you? I don't know. Maybe I'm showing them around or I'm being nice. Um, I don't know. I get the whole hot and cold thing sometimes. Oh, oh my what goodness. is happening? You should see producer producer Rami's jaw has just dropped. Look, full disclosure here, we got the te- we Rami told us that you sent him a text saying that you were looking at like booking some time off to take this person away. Yes. Like yes. very soon and we Look, mate, we'd, we'd... we thought you were just trying to get him to go to the movies with you, and now yeah. you're booking a holiday up to, to go away. We're nervous that you've just, you know, you may be putting the horse before the car. Yeah, like going no. a little bit too hard too early. Okay. Yes. I, mm, that kind of changes my opinion about oh, whether on. or not you should do that. Hang on. If this person's going on trips with you, surely they know there's something. Now they, do they flirt back at all? I reckon they do, yes. Right, okay, no. No, we've got to go in here. Be honest, be honest. When you went away down south a couple of weeks ago, did you hook up? No. Okay, all right. So there's still some... We've got a kiss on the cheek. Okay, all right. That's good. This sounds good. I think you're getting hot and cold because they don't know where they stand. And that they're nervous that you're in a manager position... And they don't want to stuff up their work situation. I think we need you to take action because you're working with them tonight. And like we would love to wrap this up neatly before a Friday so mm. that we <laughs> so that we <laughs> really covered our week and we can send you into the weekend knowing that you've you've that we've changed lives, hopefully for the better. Okay, so let's lock it in, mate. You're gonna do it, you're gonna ask him out tonight? Yep. Let's check with producer Rami, because I think we should throw in something, a movie ticket or something. Yeah, we've got some cinema tickets, I reckon. Okay, so we can start nice and easy. Okay. Cinema tickets, mate, and uh, Anonymous Mixer, (laughs) good luck tonight, and we will find out how it's gone tomorrow when we check back in. All right, awesome. Thanks very much, guys. You've got this. Come on. Come Come on, on, We've got you. We're in your ear. Do it. Do it. Do it. Quack, 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 you know, made it popular again. Apparently there was an Australian MotoGP rider, Jack Miller, who did it before Daniel Ricciardo. But your ki- and now, of course, Harry Styles has done it. Mm-hmm. Your kids might be asking you, Mum, Dad, where does the shoey come from? Well, hopefully this will answer your questions. We all know that Harry Styles did a shoey on stage at HBF Park on Sunday night. This is one of the most disgusting traditions I've ever done. 
And it seems this act, this thing that we now know of from Daniel Ricardo and I believe a motorcycle rider before him did that, an Aussie. It's become a bit of a thing and it certainly split people's opinions. Indeed, it split social media with Australian fans going, Harry Styles did a shoey, mate. Legend. While the rest of the world was saying, Harry, why did you drink from your shoe? So where does this custom of drinking from a shoe come from? From ancient times, there are Christian and Islamic references to stuff like that that happened. Whether they did or didn't happen, I'm not in a position to say. I wasn't there. But there are stories of people offering water to animals from their shoes, including one that depicts the Virgin Mary offering water to a thirsty dog from her shoe. And I mean, you know, she's Jesus' mum. Of course she's going to be a dog person. At the beginning of the 20th century, drinking from a shoe became a symbol of decadence when someone from the Prince of Prussia's entourage drank champagne from the high-heeled shoe of a dancer, inverted commas, after it slipped off at the notorious Everly Club in Chicago. In the Middle Ages, it was seen as a way of bringing luck. In battle, for example, in fact, the Germans have a glass called a Bierstiefel, which is a boot-shaped beer glass, and it comes from this Prussian general who said, if you lot beat up that other lot, I will drink out of my boot. Well, you know what? They did win, and then the general, possibly using today's medical advice that says that you can get a terrible staph infection from drinking this stuff, said, you know what? Rather than me drinking from this dirty old boot, let's make a glass in the shape of a boot. And that, my friends, is the history of the shoey. Wow, how good's history? Oh, eh? Wow. That sounds so much classier. Absolutely. Yeah. Pete, Matt and Kimber. The Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for ABC Blind's $4 million clearance sale. Next 94.5.